might have a mom, she might be the bomb But ain't nobody got a mom like mine Her love's till the end, she's my best friend Ain't nobody got a mom like mine Welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA Where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA by using pop cultural references and real life <laughs> stories So sit back, relax, and enjoy the shit show we call life And that's what it is today Oh my gosh, okay <laughs> So this week, our pop culture reference is every breath, <laughs> every day you breathe, you make my life harder. And the coincidence in all of that is that our special guest <laughs> is Mariah and Mariah Sierra, and she is one of the original K-Now team, leadership team. Um I'll let her introduce herself and then we'll talk a little bit why I picked that quote for Mariah's visit. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, so my name is Mariah. Uh, here's my fancy intro. So I am a hot mess mom with a big pile of laundry, but an even bigger heart and the vocabulary of a sailor. As a middle child with two brothers, I am a peacekeeper and I don't shy away from hard conversations. That being said, I'm also hyper paranoid that I've made someone mad if they look at me differently. And then I spend an inordinate amount of time playing out different scenarios in my head late at night. One of my best qualities is the ability to be a total smartass when I'm uncomfortable because laughter is the best medicine, right? Just yeah. just when you're uncomfortable? Um, no, a lot of the time, actually, but more when I'm uncomfortable. So uh, Mariah is the perfect. Well, I don't know if it's the perfect. That might <laughs> the exact mixture of my oldest daughter, Britt, and my middle daughter, Taylor. Like, I'm I. I know that whenever I say her name, I say it a specific way. I'm like, Mariah. Like, I even I <laughs> continuously, and every time we talk about Mariah, I'm like, I just don't understand how this person was put in my life to be the exact pieces of both my daughters into this one person. So I feel like I am her work mom. I know she has her own parents, but I'm always feeling like I'm mothering Mariah. And I, even though Mariah doesn't need mothering all the time, <laughs> I always feel my like... My own mother would disagree with that. Yeah. My, our own uh, codependent mother-daughter relationship we have. Yes, exactly. And there's so many similarities. It's so funny because I'm always like, oh, Mariah just so much yeah so mariah and i have now worked together for cash is six so six years mm -hmm. and <laughs> i can't say that i shaped her into the <laughs> most organized person i actually think that i took away some of her organization skills um, <laughs> and made her more like me which is not probably not the best but it works yeah and i also love that um Mariah also feels like she's going to be murdered at any time. And so her and I share that very, very unique trait of how are we going to be murdered and who's going to murder us. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very true. And our love for early mornings. They're the best. Yeah. 
So we've been trying to get this podcast for this for a week now, yeah, I think, and everything mm-hmm. two weeks and everything keeps coming up. And so anyone who knows me, Anissa and Mariah know that we are not the early morning K now people. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's something mm-hmm. early morning, you usually call Kelly. And so I text Mariah. I was like, how about a 7.30 a.m.? And the fact that she was willing to get up at 6.30 because we have 7 o'clock um, check-in before the podcast means that she really wanted to meet you all. Oh, and did. my hair's done and my makeup is done. And that I is, which, that is, is a not. Feat. Yeah, which is not ha- what happened here. And it's feat. not good. Not good. No. <laughs> um, so we'll just catch up a little bit on what <laughs> what is going on in our lives. Oh, yeah, so I wrote this last night. Um, so there's a lot going on, and there's a lot going on from when I wrote this last night to this morning. Um, because of course, uh, today, as you can see, Dr. Jepson and I are both in Idaho because we're getting ready to drive to Portland for the Council of Autism Service Providers uh, conference where we get to talk about our uh, research on cultural, responsive, and caregiver encounters. However, I woke up this morning with extremely swollen lymph nodes. I have a fever. I have chills. And I'm trying to get into the doctor before we go. My COVID test was negative. So now I just need some antibiotics and I think I'll be okay. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) some other great things that are happening is that we are... I don't know if you read this before I wrote it, but... Uh, we are growing. Kano is growing and we are so excited for it. We're growing by five employees and this is a huge leap because we are moving from 10 to 15. So I would say that your dream is that we're moving from five because I don't think that any of those were approved. Uh, you said that Kelly and I, we just had to have two out of three votes. And usually you and Kelly outvote me, but me and Kelly outvoted you. Well, this and I was time. talking to Mariah prior to the podcast, and she was like, oh, that sounds great. So I'm not See? even going to ask her what her opinion is Four, on anything. Three, three against one. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll talk Moving about that forward. later. <laughs> talk about that later. All right. Did you have anything else? I don't think. Um, I would say that I'm in my last. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm in my last 10 weeks of class and I'm over it. I'm not over, I'm over class. I mean, the classes are great. I'm not saying anything bad about that. I'm just, school is not where um, my heart is right now. And because we are so busy um, doing all the things that it's hard. I will say that I drove 15 hours yesterday. I had to pull over twice in the middle of Wyoming where I had a signal to take two meetings. And let me tell you about this truck stop. So there's a, there's a stretch in Wyoming where I try not to stop because mm-hmm, good, like fear of being murdered. Oh, definitely being murdered. And, you know, I like to think that I make myself seem like I'm not being murdered. Like I would not be a good um, murdered candidate. Like I looked like a homeless person, but then I'm like, oh my God, maybe I will be murdered because they think I'm homeless and I don't have any family. So no one would miss me. So maybe I made myself like an easier target by looking homeless, but I got out of the guest. I had, well, first I drove by it and I'm like, I can make it. I have 50 more miles. Then I realized I'm in the mountains. The wind is horrible. I'm like, I'll never make it. And my other fear is being trapped on the side of the road. So I got off on the first exit. I drove back six miles to go to this gas station that I didn't want to stop at because I was scared to stop at it. So I stop at it. I get out. 
I go to step down and there is, this is probably too much. There's a used condom on the sidewalk where I went to step. So wrong. So wrong. <laughs> and I had, I'm like, well, let's see. Someone felt safe here. Obviously. <laughs> Maybe. You never Maybe. know. You don't know. Yeah. Well, they used a condom. Isn't that being safe? Well, yeah, but you never know. It doesn't mean that it's, yes. I don't know. So that was my drive. And so I took a, I took a meeting there and then I was like, I can't stay here any longer. So I drove another like 50 miles to another signal and I pulled over and that place was way better. But yeah, so I will never stop at that gas station. I will time my gas stops accordingly. <laughs> I think we talked about that last week, didn't we? Yes. It's the whole thing of planning where I'm going to stop. So that mm. was my drive. That's been my last two days. So Mariah, what have you been up to? Um, <laughs> working. <laughs> Good answer. Being flexible. That's what I have been working on. Um, trying to as, avoid as, getting scheduled 45 hours a week. Yes, ignoring my supervisor when she's like, hey, I added some stuff to your schedule. Is this going to be okay? And having a slight panic attack. Um, and get it, but, I, but I know Brit. And so I planned and I was like, I need to have all my numbers before I decline this and say this is too much. Um, yeah, no, it's been good. Um, I love a challenge. And, and I, because of my wonderful personality, get stuck with some challenging uh, people sometimes. So I love a challenge and it's, it's been good. It's been good. I, that is the one like thing that I think we need to do a K-Now orientation is like, don't panic when you get on your calendar and see all these different invites and things moving around <laughs> because we do that all the time. And Mariah is always the first one to be like, what are you doing? Like, what Why is going on to my I, calendar? I don't like scheduling, but also I don't like anybody else doing scheduling. Exactly. So I know. Britt always gives me the heads up like, hey, I'm moving some things around, but I'll let you know when I'm done. And it's like, for sure. I forgot that part. So usually I do it in the spreadsheet, but somebody told me I wasn't allowed to touch the spreadsheet. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So I just did it straight in your calendar this time. So (laughs) So do you feel, I feel like in all the conversations I have, like in school and things like that, the whole scheduling and caseload of a BCBA is like this thing that, and even RBTs or anyone in the field, like it is this thing, there's this fine balance of like who, how is how are all the clients going to get seen? How are we going to have enough time? How are we going to do all these things? And I don't think people talk about that when you go into the field. No, no, no. So I think from, so Mariah and I, again, have worked together for six years. And one of the things when we started, when I started K-Now and Mariah came on is we swore that we would try really hard to have the even the RBTs have a say in their schedules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we do a really good job of, hey, okay, you you do have to work one to two nights after school, but tell me which two nights work best for you. Yeah. So you're going to have to do something that <clears throat> might, might, might not be preferred, but let's make it as preferred as possible. Yep. So I think that scheduling well, is... And if you can, so... I've always felt that way. I'm like, Mariah, I, I'll do the work. I don't have a problem with that if I get a say when I do the mm-hmm. work. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just, 
And so I try really hard, but now I'm seeing it from like the other side too, when I'm looking at, well, we have all of these things that we have to do from like the organizational side. And then how do we still honor that to our employees? And we're really lucky because the people that we do have are all very um, self-aware of their schedules. They, they do the things that they need to do, but that's, it's hard. We had one in, one person the other day tell us they were never leaving K now and they've been with us since supervision. And we're like, well, you might get paid better somewhere else. So you might <laughs> yeah. want to look into that. And she's like, nope, don't care. Nope. Don't care. Yeah. No. <laughs> yep. It's, no. It's, the, it's the little things that matter, you know, yeah. like that, that family aspect. Um, if it was up to me, I would do all my work from like 9 to 11 p.m. at night. But I right. realize that's when most people are sleeping. So and that's how I am. Yeah. Not at well, 7.30 in the morning, but it's fine. Well, <laughs> you could move to, I guess if you move to a different time zone, then you could. And we started seeing only clients on the East Coast. Then you could I have could your, live in California and yeah, with clients your, only in the Eastern time zone. Like where I only take clients from the <laughs> – yep. sorry, that's all. So, yeah, super busy. We're trying to be nice, but sometimes Mariah does get stuck with the stuff. We're like, Mariah, you just need to take these clients for a while. You'll be, we'll take them away from you, I promise, but you have to for right now. <laughs> well, and so I think this is a good – Thing too. I don't think we've announced it on social media, but because Mariah is so amazing and can bend, bend, can be focused. Uh, what is it? Flexible. <laughs> flexible. Can be flexible. Yeah. So her dream is to work in the school settings. So she has been able to move from the clinical to uh, director of school services and community outreach. So that's exciting that My we're dream. getting to help yes. her make her dream come true for the job. Hopefully. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Now it's time for It's All Relative, where my mom and I answer questions to see who knows who the best. Don't worry, we're keeping score because someone raised me with the mindset that not everyone gets a trophy. So what we're going to do today is a little different. So Mariah, you can chime in as you want. (laughs) Um. But what we're going to do is we're going to ask each other questions and then if you can keep score. So as of right now, it is seven to six with me in the lead. (laughs) So the problem is I have three kids. You only have one mom because you're so lucky. And so you only have to remember one person's thing. I have to try to remember which kid it is. Well, I started with (laughs) uh, you asking me the questions today since you said you gave me the answers last time. (laughs) Yeah, like it was... There was a definite advantage. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, so I'm asking you the questions first. No, I'm asking you, <laughs> right? Yeah. No. 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 It's too, way too early. You ask me, and then I give you the Oh, answer. okay. Yes. I got it. I, I got okay. how this works. Is this like the seventh time? Yes. Every time. Yep. Every time. For okay. Okay. I got it together. Where do I prefer to live? Where do you prefer that I live? Oh, where? <laughs> okay, let me. It is. We are recording this podcast early in the morning, so we can definitely mark early morning podcast recordings off of our off of our calendar. Yes, no, please. no, yeah. Mariah's like, no, thank you. <laughs> 
Okay, so where do I prefer you live? Okay, so this one was a toss-up between Florida because it's warm, but Vegas because the plane tickets are cheaper. So I'm gonna go with Vegas because Vegas is warm. You are correct. Vegas was the hot spot. Like I never went into a casino, never did any Vegasy things, but I could fly from KC to Vegas, one ticket cheap. It's like $89. I could come all the well, I come all the time now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but back then. Okay. Oh, okay. Where was my favorite place to live? Um, so I would probably say when you lived in Lawrence. Whidbey Island was still Oh, I forget about that. To my my favorite place to live was our first duty station was Whidbey Island in um, the Puget Sound. And I did just make my son, we did like a little driving Miss Daisy where he had to drive me around the island because I hadn't been there for 20 years. And so I made him like do a little tour of the island with me. Okay. okay. Where was my favorite place to vacation? Florida. Yeah, I don't, you know what? I don't know if I really have, like, I've went on a vacation where I was like, that's where I want to go all the time. I don't think I have a favorite place to vacation. What about the Mall of America? We went there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like world travelers, oh. world travelers. Let me tell you, Mall of America, Minneapolis. Yeah, that was good. No, I don't think I have a favorite place to vacation. Grace? Yeah, I haven't been there though. When this one, I don't know. When did I move to Kansas? So I would say... <laughs> oh my gosh. 2013. It was after I was married, right? Yeah, so you're saying 2013. Uh -huh. I think that's wrong. What year did your brother graduate? What year did you graduate? Oh, what, seven. What year did Taylor graduate? 2010? I don't know. 7, 10, 14. Uh, I moved to Kansas in 14. That is incorrect. <laughs> oh, speaking of graduating in 2007, I think today is our my cousin's birthday, right? Yeah. Yes. Happy birthday, guy. Um, when did I move to South Dakota? <laughs> it was a blur. It was just a blur. 2021? 20, yes, last year. Yeah. So how many did she get right? Um, two. Uh, huh. That's the worst I've done. And I wrote these questions. Where would you write them? Okay. Where do I prefer that you live? With you. <laughs> In the guest bedroom. In the guest bedroom. Huey says this is grandma's bedroom. In the bedroom. I don't know if your husband would. <laughs> they have, so their house, like on the side, the people that lived here before must have had like a big old RV because it has like the, like it has all cement and all the hookups. So you can just like back the RV in. So now mm -hmm. I just need an RV and I can just live in the RV. Mm -hmm. We need Kano RV. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yes. <laughs> to drive around. <laughs> okay. okay. So where, so where was my favorite place to live? Uh, probably Dustin. I didn't live in Dustin. Well, Florida, it's the same thing. It was all in the same area. Fort Walton Beach. Um, I don't know. I think Idaho right now. I think is that's that? my favorite place. Oh, that's place. good that you live in the place that is your favorite place. Mariah, where's your favorite place to live? So I've lived in where I live now for um, like 90% of my life. Um, I would like to live somewhere like Colorado, Wyoming. 
Yeah. Idaho. Idaho. Like, Idaho. I know. Great. Kate, Britt's like, so when are y'all moving to Idaho? That would be lovely. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, okay. Okay. I'm asking the question. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Where was my favorite place to vacation? Um, I will say Alaska. Yes. Mariah, where's your favorite place to vacation? Mm, anywhere with the water. We water? Have a boat You're a water? And we love the lake. Nice. Okay, when did I move to Las Vegas? Um, what year was Cash born? 2015? Mm-hmm. So you moved 2016. Yep. Good. When did I move to Idaho? Uh, um, when was Huey born? <laughs> 2019. 2000. Then you moved in 2019. Yes. Look at me See, go. I made them easy for you. You're Thank welcome. you. As long as I can remember when, like, I can't. So that's bad. Okay. The best part about dates is that I thought yesterday was today. So I actually gained a day because I thought yesterday was the last day of the month. I sent out like a birthday wish to my nephew. I did all, I'm like, I got all my hours, which I should have sent to my supervisor. I did all the things I needed to do on the last day of the month. And I get to Brit's last night and I'm like, what is today? And she's like, it's the 29th. And I'm like, oh my God, like the whole time. Whole day. day, I didn't know what day it was. So, okay, how many did she get right? Uh, she got four, so she's now need ten to nine. I am ahead. You're welcome. (laughs) Whatever. You're welcome. (laughs) Whatever. I do feel like this was all about dates, and it's more important for like moms to know dates about their daughters than daughters to know dates about their moms. So, what you had like a whole life before me, kind of. No, I didn't. (laughs) No. Nope. I mean, normally that's how that goes, that you have a whole entire life before you have your children. And I mean, I did have a life before you. It was just um, hairspray and charcoal (laughs) eyeliner and (laughs) prom. (laughs) It was a completely different life. Oh, my goodness. So now it's time to go to class and learn something. Okay, Britt and Mariah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to learn about the three-term contingency today, which is really, it is the basic measurement of behavior in applied behavior analysis. It is the most basic. Um, so the three-term contingency is that antecedent behavior and consequence, um, either the S, the discriminative stimuli or the S delta, and then the behavior or the response, and then the consequence. Okay, simple. Everything can go into that line, I promise. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> True story. <laughs> yes. So the three-term contingency per the Cooper is um, what the science of behavior analysis has discovered about that prediction and control of human behavior involves that three-term contingency. So we can literally turn a switch almost and increase or decrease behavior based on that three-term contingency. Um, 
contingency itself appears in behavior analytical leash re, ooh, behavior analytical literature with several meanings, which means it signifies various types of temporal and functional relations between behavior and antecedent and consequence variables. So think dependency. Contingent is dependency. <laughs> so this is a consequence is dependent on the occurrence of behavior. That is a contingency. So if a reinforcer or punisher is contingent on a behavior, that behavior must be omitted for the consequence to occur. So breaking mm -hmm. it down into layman's terms is what comes before the behavior signals what behavior is going to happen. And then the consequence is going to focus on future behavior. So we don't know what the consequence does until future behavior. So we don't know if it will increase or decrease until it happens again. So Mariah, would you add anything to that? <laughs> um, so I was just talking to one of my uh, BTs the other day about how we really need to just shape the contingency like for our early learners or like kids who are starting new or we're teaching a new skill we have to really 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 lay on those consequences that reinforcement thick so that we build that connection between this happens after you do this right so like miss mariah is gonna ask me to match pictures and then immediately i get to play with my slime mm -hmm. and so like really building Focusing that the, what you do afterwards is going to determine how frequently or how strong that behavior is going to occur in the future. Yeah, and I think that takes us into our reinforcement and punishment, too. So what we might see as a consequence of a punisher might actually be a consequence of the reinforcer. If the client or the student mm -hmm. is put into or the employee is put into the same situation and that um contingent contingent oh my god contextually inappropriate behavior happens again right whatever we did before it was a reinforcer it wasn't a punisher right which we see a lot in clients or in real life like it doesn't matter there was a reinforcement whether it was negative or positive right yeah um so the thing about this whole thing is is it i feel like it complicates what it really is saying like I feel like all of those words that were said some of them got slowed down a bit you obviously were not thinking about the score I'm going to give you at the end of this I wanted you to be able to follow class <laughs> slowed it down for me which I appreciate but so why is it so important because this is how we determine what we're going to do and why the client's doing it because it's how we turn behavior on and off. Mm -hmm. So behavior is all about the environmental mm -hmm. context and environmental variables. So a couple episodes ago, I gave the example of my amazing niece who bites. Well, <laughs> she keeps biting the teacher's hand, but instead of not putting your hand where you can be bit to reduce the biting, you keep putting your hand where it can get bit. So the biting is going to keep occurring. Whereas if you just change that one environmental variable, I mean, she might bite the leg, but she won't bite the arm anymore because you've changed that, mm -hmm. that variable. So it's, 
it's all about how behavior is determined. So our behavior is determined by our environments. Um, if we take, for example, uh, you can put the same person in the with the same learning history in two different environments and they're going to react differently mm-hmm. or they're going to behave differently because the two different environments are different. Right. So um, one example that's always given is um, parents and cookies. So if you see, let's say mom has a history of giving you, let's do breakfast candy because I haven't done that one in a while. <laughs> so let's say mom has a history of letting you have breakfast candy. candy. And dad has a history of not letting you have breakfast candy. So if you get up in the morning and mom's awake, you're more likely to ask for breakfast candy because in the past, so she's an SD for breakfast, for receiving that breakfast candy. Mm -hmm. Whereas dad, based on that history, you can be in the same person, same behavior. You're not going to ask dad because there's a history of not receiving that uh, breakfast candy. Just on a side note, I asked for the ibuprofen today, and she's like, it's up by the Skittles, the big thing of Skittles. <laughs> is it M&M's? Or is gum. it M&M's and, and gum? My house is the snack house. My older brother comes to my house and instantly goes to my pantry <laughs> because he's like, you have the best snacks. You have all the I don't think I ever bought things. snacks. Ever bought snacks. Yeah, that's why we have that's so many. That's why we have them. Yeah. And, and snacks pop, were like pop. reserved for school lunches. Like you didn't just like oh. go pick like goldfish. That was like no. for school lunch. If you want a snack, go get an apple. Like, <laughs> no. So we have goldfish, fruit snacks, candy bars. We have all the things. Oh my God. That's <laughs> insanity. Complete insanity. <clears throat> Complete insanity. <laughs> so what this really means is we're talking about what happens before the behavior and what happens after the behavior. Right. Right. Yeah. So it takes it down a step from the four term contingency that we discussed before. And it just looks at that signal that reinforcement is available or not available. So that's the antecedent, the SD, Um, the response that occurs in the presence of that. Primitive stimulus in our you you all missed that we have we're our setup is pretty I mean it's pretty good but we're sharing some sort of retracted headphones that I don't even know where I found I don't even know where I found these but Brittany just ripped one out of her ear because we're having to sit you ripped close. it out of my ear because you bent that way well I don't know what happened but we're way too close to one another oh my goodness I can't even remember where I was going with that now. <laughs> At all. Um, I was going to say, so Mariah's house is the SD for her brother to go get a snack. Whereas mm-hmm. if he maybe were at her mom's house, he wouldn't go look in the pantry for a snack. So Mariah's house, the SD, and mom's house is the S Delta. Mm-hmm. For sure. snacks. For real food. For sna- mom's house for- is definitely the SD. <laughs> my house is the S Delta. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny too, because I'm like, yeah, when I come here, I'm like, I just need real food. Like we just need to have a meal. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't snack the whole day. Can't, I have to have a real meal. None whatsoever. No. So what are some other examples um, that you can think of that would help kind of clear this up or even break it down more? Laundry. Let's talk about laundry. Let's talk about laundry. <laughs> My arch nemesis for life. Uh, I, but I was bad at. Everybody's like, it's because you have kids. No, I was bad at doing laundry before I had kids. Uh, I do not. <laughs> no. 
So my this is so, another way that I and this feels like I'm her daughter and need to be oh mother. I know I do not understand. <laughs> laundry is like pretty laundry. simple. You see laundry. Most people, yes, a pile of laundry is. What happens when you see laundry? You you it would trigger you to put the laundry in the washing machine, which then you see the laundry in the washing machine. You put it in the dryer. Then you see the laundry in the dryer. You would put it away. Consequence mm-hmm. is you have clean laundry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so, not how things go in my house. <laughs> so in the other sense, technically, a pile of dirty laundry is S delta because the punishment is putting it away. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put it away. Right. So dirty laundry signals that there's a punisher. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Whereas mom coming into town is an SD that my yes. laundry will get done. And my mother-in-law away. comes. Uh, you just take it out laundry. of the dryer fold it or put it on a hanger and then you're done. And then you put the next load in. That's how that works. For most people. Yes. So I will say that I did learn a very, very valuable lesson about putting my laundry away. So if for any reason you don't put your laundry away and you have baskets and baskets of clean laundry sitting out, if anything happens around your bed, around your bed, around your bed, let's just say like your kid brings home something from bugs in their hair from school just you have to wash everything hypothetically 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 speaking hypothetically speaking (laughs) you have to rewash all of it extra s delta (laughs) Mm -hmm. even then the clean laundry is your s delta so now i am actually better at catching up on my laundry but it's been a week so oh my gosh so it's so funny too because whenever we're when we super, when we're doing observations, the first thing we do is, especially if a client is having a maladaptive behavior is to say, I need to see the ABC. Like I need to see why it's mm-hmm. happening. So like in that sense, it may, it makes sense. I can't just like come up like in normal life, be like, Oh, this is an okay, ABC. So pop quiz. Oh, okay. I, I, need mul- I really, <laughs> I need multiple choice today. Oh, it's for Mariah though, right? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about our unhealthy need to buy planners and office supplies. Oh, so yeah, our behavior mm-hmm. is buying office supplies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our motivation is that we are stressed. What would our SD be? To engage in buying tar- um, to <laughs> the office supply store, wherever we have our favorite planners would be if I see that, or would it be the stress of my daily life? The stress is the motivation operation. Oh, okay. So it, it makes the SD, the availability of the SD worth more or worth less. Okay. So if you weren't stressed and you saw an office supply store, you probably wouldn't stop and buy a planner. No, that's true. It's more the aisle in Target. Like I don't go down that aisle if I'm not stressed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then your consequence is buying, you buy that planner and Mm -hmm. you write things and supposedly are less stressed. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that happens, but. No, I write things. I don't know if I'm less stressed, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) You have access. So that's, so that. Well, that's four-term contingency, and that's why it's so important not to just focus on three-term. I think I've said that a mm-hmm. thousand times. Mm-hmm. I think Mariah in this last six years has heard it more than <laughs> anything. But yeah, so that's a, the SD signals that reinforcement's available. You right. stop. You get access to that reinforcement. And then in the future, when you're in the same situation, so when you're stressed again, you're mm-hmm. likely to stop. Right. So that's a reinforcement. Oh my Good God. job. 
You didn't even need multiple choices. I know. So the whole thing about reinforcement too, is we talk about if it needs to be immediate reinforcement or not. So like when we're talking about consequences and reinforcement and all of that, the consequence can be, the consequence could be later in time. It doesn't have to be an immediate consequence or is it, we're only recording consequences that happen immediately after the behavior. So wouldn't another behavior occur unless they died? Well, apparently you can't, I guess. Like, so then that's not the behavior that the consequence matters. Like, let's say. Unless um, there's like a delayed discounting or mm -hmm. a token economy that goes with it. But still in that instance, another behavior happens. Like something happened right after that. Mm -hmm. So then there's a chance that you're reinforcing the wrong behavior. So let's say, so cash, my, uh, my oldest now has learned to run the computer and he really likes the computer. Um, and let's say in the morning he got up, he sets his own alarm, by the way, <laughs> nothing on my parenting. He gets up, he gets dressed and gets his tooth, brushes his teeth and everything. But, um, he doesn't get a chance to be on the computer. So he, when he gets, I say, when you get home from school, you can be on the computer, but let's say he has a tantrum in the car, but I still let him on the computer. Technically I'm reinforcing that tantrum and not, the, the actual, completion of the morning yeah. routine. Mm -hmm. So behavior has happened. It's kind of the thing with non-contingent reinforcement too. So what about like grades? Like, so you don't study for a test, you get a bad grade. Then the consequence doesn't come until you get your grades, which could be a week later. Yeah. So you study for the test, you take the test, you get your grade. Mm -hmm. But it's not that immediate. grade will either increase or decrease the likelihood that you'll right. study Mm -hmm. again so that permanent product's a little different yeah right but it's also might not be as reinforcing like oh i already took it it's like when we used to have to wait for our results for the bc va oh. exam <laughs> like now you get it immediately yeah. yeah but we had to always wait so by the time that we got it we might forget what our study habits were or we might forget the contingencies mm -hmm. around taking it so if we didn't pass we have to go back in time to figure out what those contingencies are. No, I agree. Okay. I think I understand. Do you have any more great examples that will help me get through it? Um, I don't think I do right now. <laughs> it's been a morning. I'm sweating. I'm freezing. She loves me, love me, love me, love me, love. She loves me like nobody else. Well, now it is time for mom to provide a score from one to five of my teaching and of Mariah's teaching. Make her score Mariah also. <laughs> so one is I will find a different teacher. Two is you didn't yell at me. And changing my voice doesn't mean I yelled. Three is it could go either way. Four is good thing I taught you well. And five is I love learning from my daughter. So this one, I, th so here's... <laughs> So the easier the concepts are, the worse of a teacher you are. <laughs> because I it's, it's because I try really hard not to say don't be dumb. <laughs> like you're overthinking this. A it's, B C. It's easy as A B C one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. both of you get I really <laughs> It's just like you and your hours where you said you only had 70 hours. And I went back through your calendar and you had 150 hours. <laughs> I'm like, what? Nothing. 
I can't handle you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. I would say that, like I said, the easier the con- the easier the concepts, the worse you are as a teacher. <laughs> Thanks. Good thing I teach advanced concepts. And not Good. Because- <laughs> <laughs> so the funny part about where our team too, like I know who to go to when I want what I want to learn and who I want to learn it from. Like I, I go to Mariah for certain things. I go to Kelly for certain things. I usually don't go to Britt <laughs> unless it's like a more of a discussion. I usually try to get my base knowledge figured out and then go to Britt because yeah, when you have to teach me simple things. It, I feel I took physics in college worst class ever that was like the bane of my existence but our teacher was the department head so he was so knowledgeable and that like knew the formulas Mm -hmm. and that stuff like the back of his hand so when it came time to break it down and teach it there it it didn't it didn't happen it did not translate (laughs) at least to my brain anyway Mm -hmm. and I think when you know something so in depth it is hard to no to to break it it down I agree because we were, I don't even remember what we were talking about the other day that I felt like was really confusing when you think about it as a topic. And I'm like, oh, I totally get when she told me that, not this. Like, I feel like she just (laughs) talks slow to me, (laughs) talks really slow. And then get out the sticky notes. Yeah, I'm going to say this is a two. This was not your best class. I didn't yell. You You went like this. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up for another episode of Teaching My Mother ABA. Head over to our Facebook and Instagram at knowledge.now.solutions and check out all the events we have going on in May from CEUs to mentorship to curriculum development. Don't forget to sign up for our Be in the Know Patreon to access some amazing freebies. And thank you so much, Mariah, my work daughter, for being on here with us early in the morning. I truly appreciate any time that we can hang out. Someday we'll have to break down our Nashville trip from last year. That will be super fun. I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you to K-Now Behavioral Solutions for sponsoring Teaching My Mother ABA and for Pretty Easy Podcast for making us sound so good. And remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA.